My brothers come home with a message. Daddy's spending the night at the store. He also leaves instructions for us. Stay inside. Welcome to our next edition of the Hate You Give podcast. This week I am here with... Mrs. Sylvia Ellison, the writing coach at Brandon High School. And today she has brought us our quote, although it's actually a conversation. So I'm going to give her a minute to read to you a little bit from chapter 9 and 10, Star and her father, Big Mav's conversation. Um, I will say I'm so excited. I have finally caught up in my reading. Um, and I have lots of conversations I'd like to have about this book. So the one that we're going to have today is just a small portion of the ones that we could be having. So there's a point in time where um, Star is on a, in a car ride with her dad. It's on page 168 if you have the book in front of you. And throughout this conversation, dad is continuously um, probing her for information. So the first time they're talking about Tupac and what he has taught about the hate you give, even if that's the reference where the title comes from, in fact. He says, I know I want to hear what you think. And then after she says a little bit more, he probes her with another question and he uh, like uh, us who and he gives her a word because they're scared of the panthers and dad says uh-huh the panthers educated and empowered the people and then he dot 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 he said name one so the whole time this conversation is going on he's not providing her all the information mm-hmm. but instead he's asking her what she already knows and making her do all the thinking yes and So not only do I love what he does there as a teacher, the teacher in me loves it, but also um, this book, along with some others I've read recently, have really given me the opportunity to learn a lot more about a portion of our history as Americans that I didn't know. And so I get to learn about the Black Panthers from a very different point of view and to see it in much more depth. Um, You know, I know that in my own history classes in high school by the time we hit world war ii we spent some depth there and everything from there forward was just kind of a race because we did in one year from the founding and the revolution all the way forward and everything past 1950 is just kind of a blur of one day's notes right so i love learning about this um, so, yeah, and I think one of the things that, I mean, he even comes around later and says why they put them in a school. Um, and it says our schools don't have the resources to equip you. So I think, in fact, in a lot of our our students, depending on the school you're at, mm-hmm. you also get a different education. Sure. So it, what's interesting, I think, about this is that I love the methodology that the dad is using. I think even though he's a felon even though he's just a manager or owner of a grocery store there's wisdom here like there's he's wisdom. so much more yeah. than the labels painted on him yes. by society and his and his pedagogy believe it or not <laughs> he's is a teacher <laughs> he is a teacher he's not a licensed one but man is he doing a great job with his kids because he's not just lecturing them he's actually providing them tidbits of information and then having them make the connections like he's her connection, them right her <laughs> connection to what is going on right now with khalil and the riots that are happening mm-hmm. is connected to the slave rebellion of 1831 with nat turner and it's connected to um thug life from tupac and it and, and so they're they're making all of these connections 
in their history, yes. a history that we don't often see because we're too busy taking notes on the big world wars, yes. right? And, and Or we're too busy having kids copy things when they could be having these conversations just like he is doing with his daughter. So mm-hmm. I think what I love about this is even though she may not have all the not for, you know, she's not an expert on her history, Mm-mm. but she knows enough. And, and she mentions that, you know, her father has done this to her before. That right. He made her and her brother memorize the Black Panther pledge and that they have I to recite seen that it. Yet. And, oh, sorry, I might be giving a spoiler alert. She says that they have to memorize <laughs> that. Um, and, well, she does say he always makes me think. Yes. Right. And I think that, I mean, I would love it if my students. If they were if writing they my legacy, that. they said, Mrs. Ellison always made us think. If yeah. I had that, then I, was I successful. think I was a rock star teacher. So, right? so okay, we've <laughs> looked at the connection around. to real life, what she does versus our own experience in schools, um, as well as, you know, so personal real life. And what a great call to action that what we're hoping for is to get our kids to say, she made me think, or he made me think. Um, I'm not sure 100% how I'm going to do that yet. But, you know, I also think that anytime she talks about her father, anytime she and her dad are talking, you know, early on, right after the shooting, when she goes with him to the grocery store, he asks her some questions as well where he's not giving her the answer. And he also says to her that she doesn't have to talk that day, but when she wants to, he's there. So she knows that this conversation is coming. I think it's interesting that this conversation led to a realization with her that she cannot be silent. Because yeah, yeah. on, on, on what's one, she goes, that's why people are speaking out, huh? Because it won't change if they don't say anything. He said, exactly. He says, exactly. We can't be silent. Then she said, so, and I, I imply, I, in my impression, she's saying like, so daddy, I can't be silent. Like there's no comma there. There's no expression to his name. But I believe that her. But the I is in italics. The I is in So when, as I read it, I'm thinking she's looking at her dad with these almost puppy dog tear filled eyes. Mm-hmm. And convincing him yeah. that my I may have to put my safety on the line to go against right. the culture, but day in order one, to change the culture. Yeah, day one after that. the shooting, she may have kind of wanted to hide, even though she reflected right then that she had said before on Tumblr she would be out and she would be protesting and, and shouting. And then she kind of wanted to hide because she was afraid for herself. And here she's come to the realization. And she has hidden. I need to speak out. People need to know that I am the witness. And she they has need to know what happened to Khalil. At her friends, she's compl- she's saying that she doesn't know. That she didn't know him. Right. And she's... That's it, not the Khalil I knew. Right. But but he, she actually... she actually I, I always made the connection to... um. Peter in the Bible, whenever he denied Christ three times, right? She says, and she makes that confession, I denied him. I mean, she used that exact phrase. And she mm-hmm. goes, how can I be a friend to Khalil if I'm not even saying oh, that I know him? I know. And I and, know that the two girls, who her friends that were talking to her, I, I get that it was hard at that moment. And, and that she was denying him. But I also wondered if when Haley is calling Khalil this drug dealer thug and that's not the person that she knew him oh, to be, I also true. wonder if within her she's saying, but but that's not who he was. Now, what she's actually saying is I didn't know him and she's lying to her friends. 
but in her heart, the person Haley is describing is not, not the, the Khalil she knows, yeah. that she knew. Um, I will tell you that I think what also saddens me about this and makes me question, uh, she has been in the presence of two very good friends of hers being killed. Yes. How many of our students have been in that position? I've never been in that position. No. So how can I really um, empathize with right. my students who have been? And I think that's, um, I think there's, there's research out now that says students who deal with trauma have, um, are actually, um, it, it does damage to their psyche or to their brain and causes them um, not to be able to learn as quickly as others. And I think as teachers, we need to remember that we have the st- we have stars in our classroom. Mm-hmm. We have kids who, and, and maybe it's not a shooting death or a you know death by police officer, but we have kids who have saw been standing their dad on, die. Saw their, have been standing on the sidewalk when their friend was shot with them. Uh, I, I remember students telling me those things. Um, I have a friend whose um, sister was shot on the front lawn. You know, in a drive-by. I actually mm-hmm. have another friend who um, was actually shot in a drive-by and still carries some lead around in our system. So I think that those those kinds of situations mm-hmm. we may not be aware of, just like the teachers at Williamson are not aware right. of for Star, and yet it it's impacts... It's an internal thing. Right. And yet it impacts them. And so I think in my call to action with this whole thing would be we've got to get to know our students. Yeah. Beyond the two days of inventories at the beginning of the year that we never touch, <laughs> right. right? Beyond the um, paperwork, we can sit here and we can always say that we quote unquote know our kids better than their parents know them, or we do mm. do things for them more than their parents do. But mm. I think in truth, no, we don't. We right as as a parent and as a teacher. Right. No, what I know about my daughter, I can look at her and know what's going on because I've been there every day of her life. Right. Minus, you know, and a conference I, night when I didn't make it home in time for bed or right. something. And while I think that there are some times when I have teachers who know something about my child that I don't know. Right. I don't think that my child is their heart walking around outside their body like they are to me. Right. Right. And I think I love how Big Mav, even when she says... I can't be silent. It says there um, that I can see the fight in his eyes. Mm-hmm. I matter more to him than a movement. I'm his baby and I'll always be a baby. If baby means silent, and if being silent means I'm safe, he's all for it. Right. At the very end of that passage, though, he says, yeah, can't be silent. So I It love takes the- him more time than it exactly. takes her. Exactly. Oh, isn't that fantastic? And, and that's think- a parent letting your kid go a little, and that's hard. And I think that is a testament to what our teachers, as teachers we do in our classrooms, is we do have to release a little bit more yeah, so that they can work independently, so that we can trust them to So be. that they can think. Yes. If I fill the whole space of the lesson, they don't get the moment to right. think and process. And you mentioned the grief and tragedy. Those are internal scars. They're not things we see on the outside. And, of course, that impacts how you're thinking and learning because it's going to occupy your brain and because I'm not going to spend every moment thinking about 5x plus 3. I'm going to spend a lot of the moments of that question wondering if I'm next or why he looked like that on his face or those sorts of things. And um, I just, I think that if we always pause in whatever we're, in whatever interaction we have with a student or really with anyone in the world, 
when, when what I say to you comes back from you is like, you didn't, if I look at you and I think you didn't listen, didn't hear me, are trying to be disrespectful, um, are trying to give me a hard time, any of those sorts of reactions where it's not a positive interaction, before I come back even heavier and escalate things, I just need to pause, take a breath, wonder in my head if something else could be causing this, and then ask a question. Something like, are you okay? What did that sound like to you? Because I don't think that you heard what I meant to say. And I think we can learn a lot asking questions too about, like I made the connection Mm -hmm. to this passage to our life. Yeah. Before we started, we made the connection of this to um, some things in this book to different movies. Sure. Right? And to characters and the movies and things like that. I think that sometimes in our content, if kids can make a personal connection, that helps the, the learning and the commentary. Sure. It moves so, it to long-term memory. Right. I care about it. If it's to something already in my head, it files in the right place. Right. So I'm hoping, I guess, that um, as we're reading the text, I'm getting more and more excited about it. Like, mm-hmm. I know that there's been some spoiler alerts about people who are telling me things. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> and yet, at the same time, I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah. I'm so glad I've learned this Lectio Divina. Yes. Um, and I think you said we're learning a new strategy next time? Yes. So I was going to say, you know, we've gotten pretty comfortable with Lectio Divina and kind of jumping all over the place right. in it rather than being so structured. So next week, I want to add a new sacred reading practice, and it's called Havrutha. So Lectio Divina is from our Christian tradition from some monks. Um, and Havrutha is from the Jewish tradition. And I am very excited to spiritually read this secular text as a way of making more things sacred uh, in our lives, you know, taking each other as sacred. But also, oh, yeah. I am excited about different ways that that really cultures see text, you know, Lectio Divina coming from monks, that there's a culture there. And so it's interesting to have done this and see how they are connecting and making meaning. Havrutha coming from a Jewish tradition is a new, is a different community. And that strategy next week that we'll look at says a lot about what they value uh, as a community and how the Jewish community seeks to move forward and gain answers. It's about questioning the text and coming together to find an answer. I love it. I I think these are two great strategies that make um, reading for me even more interesting. So thank you for doing this with me this week. Well, thank you, Ms. Huff. I've enjoyed it. And everybody else, please comment. Uh, let us know what you think, if you have any connections. And also, if you want to discuss a quote, post it in the Edsby group and we'll all chat about it. Have a great day.